Sure. And, and, and it's fun to say that, oh, we want bigger and better for our kids. But like very rarely will kids outpace mom and dad. I mean, that, that's kind of like a rarity in, in, in all aspects of things. Now, now, there are some instances for sure, but most people typically maybe will live up to whatever their, their, their parents' standard is, maybe a little less. And the best thing that we can do to uh, lift our kids is to lift our own game and they'll naturally rise in the wake of that. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome to the Money Talkers Podcast with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have a special guest today named Brad Zood. Brad Zood and his wife, Greta, are number one best-selling parenting authors and serial entrepreneurs. They help moms, dads, families all over the world with baby sleep, toddler behavior, and parenting. And more importantly, they have eight children of their own who are becoming entrepreneurs just like mom and dad. They are also the host of Parenting with the Zoods podcast. And so I want to say welcome to the show, Brad Zood. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's uh, it's it's an honor to be here. Your your podcast is a big deal, and it's it's really an honor to be here. Uh, man, I, I think it's more selfish for me. I think I just get to interview awesome people, and I just enjoy it. And then I just other people get to come along for the ride, which is the way I look at it. So, <laughs> well, either way, man, you've done what most haven't. So keep it up, man. You're crushing. <laughs> thanks, man. I'm well. I'm excited to talk to you because I introduced you obviously uh, as you know authors and doing a lot of this stuff. But like, I think you and I just a quick from our quick brief conversation are going to have a fun one today. Um, <laughs> you know, just being serial entrepreneurs, the war stories are usually pretty good. <laughs> oh man, I got battle scars. That's for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't train them for the world though. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I like battle scars is my problem. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell me this, let's start off with, uh, with your podcast, Parenting with the Zoods. What do you guys focus on? Yeah. So we, we separate things into a couple different groups, right? So <clears throat> Uh, we help moms, dads, families get baby sleeping all over the world, which is kind of our coming out party. That's our that's our big party trick. You know, we'll get your baby sleeping and make your life super easy, and uh, people pay a bunch of money to do it. And then, I imagine at some point in 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 that period, there probably isn't enough money you could pay you to get the baby to go. Oh to sleep, right? man, you know, <laughs> I it, it's so I I feel bad. I'm too honest of a guy, but like I can't even tell you how many times like. Husbands are like, dude, I would have paid you three times as much as you're charging. Like, this is worth like five grand. Like, I would have paid you whatever it took. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, we try to try to keep it under a thousand dollars, but I'll consider that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you get some desperation in there. <laughs> yeah. And so then the next logical progression was these these babies started growing up and they had toddler problems and they, you know, we were the we were the authority uh, on parenting. And so we just gave them what they wanted next in toddlers and and now, you know, a parenting program 
um, you know, kind of right behind it. So that's kind of the, the core of, of what we talk about on the podcast, um, as long as, or as well as what life is like with eight kids, our parenting struggles, because we're not perfect parents either. And um, just giving moms and dads a place to feel normal, know that everything's okay, be encouraged and uh, pivot and do better. So you know, that's really funny. I interviewed somebody or on somebody's show a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about becoming parents. They were pre-parents, you know, um, sure. and uh, she asked me and he asked me, they were like, well, when did you know it was the right time? <laughs> I was like, I just started laughing. And I was like, you're never ready. Like, you're just, just, either, you, you know, like, it's amazing, but I, you couldn't take enough classes to know, you know, like, you, you just go, like, you gotta just, you, you gotta just roll with it and like, expect the unexpected, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's, it's a small part of our story because we actually, how we got into all this is we started taking parenting classes before we were even pregnant with our firstborn. And then we got pregnant and our firstborn didn't sleep through the night. And like everyone thought that we were just going to be like the golden children of like how to get your baby sleeping through the night. We were so prepared. And Annika, our oldest, came, didn't sleep through the night. And we were totally embarrassed and devastated. And then, you know, out of that spawned, um, <laughs> you know, our, our program. And, you know, we really weren't ready for the, so many people are ready for things on paper, whether it's business or a baby or anything else. And then they don't take into account like the emotional and mental stress and the endurance and the wherewithal and, and all the feelings that are involved, you know, in a business. Um, you know, who said it? Everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. I was just thinking that. I was like, Mike Tyson always said, everybody's got a plan to like punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, it's, it's all the same. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. They, um, it's the same thing, you know, and you, you actually just touched on it. You related it to business, you know, like, um, it's the same thing. Like, you can plan all you want, but just know that the, the people who are going to make it through are going to adjust their plans because you're going to figure out, like, things you didn't know. There's other outside factors you just can't plan for, like you mentioned. And then some of it's internal, you know, emotional stress. Uh, life happens, you know, and you, yep. and if you don't uh, leave yourself room in those things, that's where a lot of people I think fail along sure. that uh, along that journey. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's the difference between you know a, um, a band that's a one hit wonder, and then you know Dave Matthews Band or whoever who's been doing it, and you know for thirty plus years making hit after hit, you know a successful career. They've it's not that that their music's so good. They figured out how to endure and get back on their feet and pivot and adjust and continue to go on and on that separates good from great. I, I like to think of sometimes what, uh, what I'm what kind of legacy I'm leaving with my kids and the words that I use, because I'm actually finding things that I grew up with, with my dad. And one of the things he always told me was if you, he said, expect a bad throw. So like he would say that to me, like before I would go, uh, I played a lot of sports and things. And so like before I would play the game or before if I had a test or if there was something that I was trying to achieve, he would just say, expect a bad throw. And I didn't realize how much that stuck to me. But, you know, if you're always prepared for things to come in difficult and they come in easy, like <laughs> you're good. If you prepare for everything to come in easy and it comes in difficult, then you're not prepared and you're, you're going to have, a, you're going to struggle, you know, <laughs> it's crazy how we think about what those things come back in life. You know, these little nuggets that you leave with your kids. And uh, so I wonder with eight kids, um, I imagine you have eight very different personalities. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, you know, and they're all ours. So, you know, one marriage, all my wife and I's, you know, the, just the whole 
met in college, graduated, married, and kids kind of kind of fairy tale story. Um, we we have to get really efficient, and and this goes you know true in business or anything else. If you have a lot of managers or you have a lot of staff or whatever the deal is, is that because we're so big of a family, like I have to study and be efficient. Like when I spend time with kids or or when I'm working on them or whatever, I have to know how to be as efficient as a pos as possible. Um, I can't just you know, wake up and wing it every day, right? I mean, good good parenting is just like what a football team does. It's waking up and executing the plan, right? Waking up and hoping that you're going to get parenting right is the same as hoping you're going to get business right. It's pretty much going to fail. There's <laughs> a plan to uh, either, uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Sure, <laughs> sure. I can bring all kinds of uh, little sayings back in this interview. It's, so <laughs> It's the same thing, you know, leader leadership. You, you, you have to be a leader in, in your family and in your business and anything else, you know, it's, it's the same principles. Yeah. I think that, um, that's when people ask me, you know, what would, what would be the number one trait for a successful entre entrepreneur? And which is also very tough, difficult when I was like Facebook type questions, you know, but, uh, to right. me it's perseverance, mm -hmm. you know, it's not skill. It's not, you know, um, money. I think it's perseverance to me because, the, no matter, everyone thinks, well, if I just got bigger, I'd be better. You know, if I just, we, we made more money, we had more revenue and they don't realize it, it gets harder and harder the more revenue you bring in, you know, and the more people you add to the mix. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about this. So like, how did you, what, what were your, what was your first entrepreneurial um, venture? I guess not, not selling bubble gum probably in third grade or, but, but like, I mean, once you got, you mentioned like you went to college and then you came out and you guys started a family immediately. Like what were you also, where did you work somewhere or did you uh, start a business right out of the gate? What did you do? Yeah. So my, um, so my family's in the car business. So my family owns some car dealerships. And so I, I kind of cut my teeth in, in the sales and, you know, working for yourself, you know, as a salesman kind of a vibe pretty much my whole life, you know, while my, fraternity buddies were, you know, in Cancun chasing girls on spring break. I was at home, you know, uh, greeting people on the used car lot kind of thing and, and kind of honing those skills. And then, you know, all throughout college, I mean, I did, I did the network marketing stint for a while. And, um, and one of my, it's funny, one of my, um, you're from Ocala, Florida, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, so one of my, one of my earliest stints, um, in a business was starting a business. I never met the person. And I'm in Iowa and I started this business in Ocala, Florida, ironically, and uh, never met the people, never went there. And I, so I'm, I'm in the dealership and kind of digress for 10 seconds. It's like, you know, you've got inventory, new car inventory. And sometimes like if a dealership in Tennessee is out of new trucks, uh, but you have too many trucks, there are these people that call dealership to dealership and say, Hey, what do you need? What do you have too much of? What do you need? What do you have too much of? And then they call the other dealerships and help dealers swap their inventory, right? Yeah. That they all order from the factory. And so I got to know this gal um, who was swapping this inventory. We're just chit-chatting, you know, because they're full of personality for sure. And um, she's like, oh, well, we make X amount of percent on the load. And, you know, we get a couple hundred dollar car per fee and seven can fit on a load. So the company makes about $1,400 and I get 20% of that. And, and I'm sitting here doing the math going, wow, that dude's making a whole bunch of money. You know, whoever owns your business, I said, why don't you and me partner? We'll split it down the middle. I'll pay you 50%. I'll front everything. You don't have to worry about anything and let's make some money together. And she was like, 
that sounds great. So I just, I dialed up a realtor in Ocala because that's where she was from. I had a guy that had an office building. She went out and bought a bunch of phones and, you know, within a couple of weeks we were in business and it was crazy. That's, that's awesome. Did you ever go there? No, never went there. <laughs> never went there. And then the, um, uh, the number one, uh, locator company as they call them, um, called me and says, Hey, you run a great business. I'd like to buy your business. And I was like, all right, cool. Sure. Sure. I mean, it was just easy come, easy go, just gravy. So how long did you build that for? Uh, we, we were only in business like, uh, probably six months. No kidding. And, uh, and we just, be, you know, it just worked. It was yeah, you know, that's awesome, a little man. bit of luck, a little bit of everything, just like everything else. So, well, you know, you say luck, but that's one of the, you know, we can bring more, uh, <laughs> sayings into this thing, but you know, like you were, you were, uh, I was ready, you know, yeah, I that's ready. what I say. So luck is where preparation meets opportunity, right? That's the way yep. I, I completely believe that. And so, yep. but you, you have to also, uh, take that risk. You know what I mean? Like, that's just. You know, like you said, you talking to her, hey, why don't we do it? Okay, build it. Okay, let's go. Can we do it in two? Like, I'm, you know, do we have to sit down? Do we have to, you know, talk this out and make sure that we have a great logo, right? Like, <laughs> as soon as I get that logo, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, you know, and it's like, dude, don't this make the business work first. Because if you okay. had, if, if you went and did that, and then a month later, or a month and a half later, you're like, okay, well, now I just found all the pitfalls. This doesn't work. Like, you can walk from it, you know, but if you would prove the business out first, I think is a great lesson in that story. Yeah. If you're really good at what you do, everything else will just fall into, you know, like, you know, the old Tiger Woods quote, it's like, just worry about getting the ball in the hole and everything else <laughs> will come. It will all come. You just get the ball in the hole, baby. And everything else will take care of itself. <laughs> I like that. That's the, uh, like the North star principle, right? Just focus on what you need to focus on. And, um, and uh, that that's a pretty great story, man. And that's so funny that it's Ocala because this is such like a, you know, map dot for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, planes fly right over, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we ride horses underneath them here, so uh, <laughs> we happen to be the horse capital of the world. Really? But, oh, yeah, we have, uh, like, I think three or four of the last five Kentucky Derby winners come from Ocala. Like, we have massive horse farms here. Oh, really? Yeah, we're, the, we're literally, that's the name of the, it's the horse capital of the world. Wow. I yeah, they have it. massive horse farms and they, you know, they run all the racing horses and quarter horses and all that stuff. They're all here. Um, wow. Yeah, there's some uh, some big old time money over there, like uh, John Travolta and Reba McIntyre and those guys, they all have big uh, oh, wow. places here. But wow. um, great place to raise a family, though. I'll say that. It's, uh, they call it Slow Cala because anywhere else, in, I've lived, I've done the whole tour of Florida uh, and everywhere else is, you know, the city places are, are you know, much different so orlando miami Fort Lauderdale, sarasota tampa yeah. i've lived in all those places and so um but this one we decided we wanted to raise a family in a different kind of more uh wholesome atmosphere i guess is what it is you know sure. it really comes across that way um which i'm sure you're used to up in iowa right yeah because <laughs> you guys, you guys hold doors for people say hello to them smile right well, midwest <laughs> all those, living yeah those weird traits right <laughs> Those unfamiliar traits to most people. So, um, so uh, what do you? Let's talk about this. Let's. What are you doing? You mentioned that your kids are are wanting to become entrepreneurs, and I personally believe that entrepreneurial parents, we we see entrepreneurs in our kids a lot. I think a lot more than non entrepreneurial parents, right? And I think that I, you know, the phrase is more is caught than taught. 
And I think that we pick up and so we, we encourage those traits because, you know, I'm sure that if you're a doctor, you want your son to be a doctor. If you're a, you know, you know if you're a teacher, you want your son or daughter to be a teacher, right? Like you kind of have that. So as an entrepreneur, especially someone who grew up in dealerships, because I had dealerships and I know how crazy it is. Um, it's, it's an, an un, it's a one of a kind type of business. And so, uh, you're solving problems just instantly all day long. And, um, and so I wonder like, what do you think that has fostered that with your kids and what do you see in them that, that, uh, has you describe them as becoming young entrepreneurs? Well, it's funny. There's, there's definitely, there's definitely different personality types in the world and some people just are not entrepreneurs and that's fine. And you know, one's not better than the other, but the, the difference of the two types of people is one, one concentrates on the algorithm or equation. And then the other just concentrate on the answer, you know, and the people like, Oh, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be a, this, be a dentist. And that's the answer. But you know, entrepreneurs, especially with children, I want to teach them the framework to where they can put in whatever their desire is and have it come out to be great. So like I have a, I have a, um, um, an eight year old son, you know, uh, loves Fortnite, loves streaming, wants to be a YouTuber, you know, all that kind of stuff, like every other eight-year-old kid. And um, I think that's great. I think that's fine. However, uh, I'm going to teach him the framework of, okay, you want this, that's great, but let's back into it and see what it looks like and see the things that you have to do and that you have to make up. And it's being in business for yourself and, and giving and outputting information. And um, so, but some of the more practical things, um, you know, like, like my son, you know, he wants to get a, a Nintendo, right? And so that's great. Let me show you how to earn a Nintendo. And guess what? You can buy 20 Nintendos if you want to. You want me to show you how to get 20 of them? Here's how we do it. You know, it's not, you know, the old teach a man to fish, et cetera. So we, I said, Hey, here's how we do this. We flyer the neighborhood and we got it. We went out and bought a mower and I agreed to purchase the mower and, but we were going to split the funds of whatever he made, pay for the gas and the mower. And you know, the kids out, uh, you know, at eight years old, uh, mowing lawns are, I don't know if you can hear it. They're literally out right now doing it. And, uh, um, you know, teaching that framework of, Hey, if I want something, I just have to figure out how to get it in that equation to put it through. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what's really important with our kids. Yeah. You know, I, I think you touched on something really important there where, um, we do focus on what the answer is, right. In that same equation. And I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, people, the question that people ask you when you're young is, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember thinking like, dude, I don't even really, I'm like, I, I had it described to me <laughs> that uh, it's like anything you could buy on, the only thing I knew were jobs that you were, you could buy as a Halloween costume. So it was like a cop, a doctor, a fireman, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there was just like 10 things that I knew. Other than that, I had no idea right. that there was, you know, the, the, I don't know what anybody else did. You know, I just assumed those were like what everybody did. And um, right. I think now the possibilities are so big and those jobs are changing so fast. So you mentioned your son wants to be like a YouTuber and so does my daughter. You know, one of our goals, we wrote down goals for the summer and one of them was to learn iMovie so that she can make her own editing, right? Sure. Now I may hire her to do mine <laughs> if she can get it down, which would be kind of cool, you know, um, sure. because uh, my plan is to start an, a Roth IRA for them. They're six and eight. And, you know, with compound interest and time, that's going to be my gift to them. You know, is that if as long as they stick at it, they'll be guaranteed millionaires, basically, um, because of the time that we're starting. But she is 
she's got that spirit in her too, where she's always constantly trying to figure out things to solve and businesses to run. And I, I love the idea that you don't talk about, you know, that you're talking about, you don't focus on the answer because I feel like it's not my job to tell her if I think it's going to be a successful business or not. You know, it's more to let her stumble a little bit and figure out that there's some headaches and pitfalls and, you know, I wrote a business plan template for something like what your son talked about, where you have to talk about startup costs, right? And I love the fact that you said, okay, you got to pay for this thing, right? Because you got to borrow capital to get yourself in business. And then when you pay off your, your, your you know, you got to, you don't get to keep all 40 bucks or whatever. <laughs> I think that's really, I think that's a, I think that's an amazing concept to teach someone as young as eight years old, um, that, that capital has payback, right? Yeah, they, they have to learn how to, you know, create income and be independent. And, uh, you know, the days of the days of being dependent on the system or companies or anything else like, you know, that that's just, that's just ancient history, you know? Yeah, I think you're, I think you're swimming the, against the tide for sure. If that's the plan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I remember when, when, you know, uh, I'm 40. And so when I was growing up, that was already starting to kind of people were talking about that. And now that I, I talk to so many people um, in the entrepreneurial world, like the jobs that even you would suggest for them to go get aren't even hardly there, you know? <laughs> I couldn't imagine being, being a college kid with some type of general degree and trying to enter the workforce today, hoping to get some type of job at some type of company. I mean, you're, you know, in my, in my view, my worldview, you're either a specialized trade, like you had to go to college to be trained specifically how to do a specific job, or you're just going to be on the struggle bus or you need to be an entrepreneur. Like those yeah. are the only options. Yeah. And, and the thing is, especially if you're in that struggle bus, you're tied down with a hundred grand in debt these days, you know, wow. 100, 150 grand, whatever it is, you know, cause they load them up with debt and send them on their way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, understanding, you know, uh, as you know, skipping that money and putting that into rental properties and all that. I mean, and I, you know, there's just so much, so much, you know, but we buy the lie that the world sells us that the government's that, you know, big, whoever, uh, that we need to just be going to the system. You know, when you turn 18, you just go to college. And if you don't do that, you suck and fail at life. Right. And that's the lie yeah. uh, that everyone believes. And it's just, it's just not true. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on why we haven't put this into our curriculum? Um, that there are these options because in my school, there was maybe 30% of the kids went to college. And I would say most of that was community college. Right. And um, that was what started me on my journey is I took a finance class because I had a, I went to a full university and I took a finance class and learned about compound interest. And I got mad, right? <laughs> I got mad because nobody else, I, all these people I knew weren't going to learn this stuff. And so, um, you know, I, I immediately knew at 19 years old, this was wrong. You know, this is wrong that we don't, that I'm learning about this now. Like I had an, I had a pottery class. Like, why, why did I have a pottery class? <laughs> right? Like, why? I really could have used mortgage class. That would have been great. <laughs> I, you know, right? I, you know, so I, I don't want to get political or conspiracyist, but the system's just not designed to help people thrive in those regards. The system is designed to create people dependent upon the system. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's just the agenda, in my opinion, of, of the world. If, if, you know, if you render your, in the homeschooling world, so we're Christians and everything. And, and um, in the homeschool world, you know, we have a saying that says, hey, 
render your children to Caesar and he'll make them a Roman, right? If you, if you render yourself to a certain subset of, of training or teaching or whatever, you know, a good student when fully taught will be just like his teacher. And, you know, when we send our kids off to, you know, the, the teachers that, that don't teach them financial literacy and, and these, these basic things in life, um, they're going to turn out just like those people. And again, that's fine if that's your deal, but here on this podcast, that ain't our deal. So, <laughs> you know, that's not our jam. Uh, <laughs> well, I just, uh, you know, for me, I, I have two issues. Well, I think that the system was set up originally when that was the what was needed at the time, right? We set this up in the 40s, 50s, sure. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and we needed a lot of factory workers and companies were companies were taking care of employees in sure. the 60s, 70s, and then, 80, you know, and then and all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, we don't have to pay pensions. Like, let's just stop that. And if, ever, if one guy stops it, then the next guy, and then they all stop it. Well, now all of a sudden it just kept eroding. You know, you're more responsible for yourself now than you've ever been in the history of the world. And our kids are going to be even, even more so, you know? And, um, but I, I, I just still, I don't understand for me. I don't understand why we haven't changed that. Like I've never met a single adult that it was told me, I'm glad I didn't learn anything about money in school. I mean, how many bumps did I have to take through my head before if I, if I had just, and then I wouldn't have had it available to me, you know? Sure. I, you know, I, I tell you, and, and it's just like parenting, you know, the, the, the most important things in life are not taught in schools and you're just expected to, it's just assumed that, you know, maybe it's the old money politics, religion thing that are, you know, cliche and people still don't want to, you know, get into or whatever, but those, I mean, those things are really the things that need to be focused on uh, parenting, obviously. You know. uh, yeah, you, know, you mentioned that, and that's the first time. I mean, we, don't, we, we don't have parenting classes. I mean, we got a lot of parents in high schools these days, right? But first of all, huh. second of all, like, we, why aren't we teaching you know, the life skills like that into, into our schools? And you know, for me, it's like I can question that, and moving it's like moving a glacier, right? Like I, my ultimate goal would be if we could actually get like a curriculum into schools. Um, but I don't see that as something that that's really my my place right now. So I'm trying to a, approach it with parents specifically that want that information um, because I again I haven't met a lot of parents either that were like one knew how to talk to their kids about money. I guess I think that's one. It's kind of like one of those birds and the bees situation, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know? so so one of the I mean, you know, I've I've been thinking a lot about this podcast, and and I think one of the biggest uh, encouragements I can make on that front is that parents, you need to start a business, right? I mean, you 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 can never you can't have a duck talking to a bird about how to be a bird right? You just, it just doesn't work that way. So mom and dad, if you know, you, you got to be honest with yourself and be like, how are my money skills? How are my entrepreneur skills? Right? I mean, you just, you just don't teach something you're not decently aware of or decently good at, right? Like you said earlier, why do most, you know, dentists have dentist children? Because it's, it's just who they are and what they're good at and what the talk, you know? So it's like, mom and dad, you want your kids to be entrepreneurs. You need to start a business. I don't care how dumb or small or whatever it is. And and be in that world and share and, and take your children on the journey of your business. You know, the old adage, more is caught than taught, right? And you, you know, my kids see me doing the business that's in the home. They see 
how podcasts and marketing and things work. And when they have that foundation, then if they want to plug in a lemonade stand or a car dealership or uh, whatever solar energy company, it doesn't matter. They, they're building the framework of the things that an entrepreneur does and the mindset. And then, like you said, when, when you're prepared and then that right opportunity comes along, that's it. That's it. You can't, um, you know, it's like, it's like a real estate deal comes up and I don't know how many people I've had come to me and say, cause I do, I, I invest in real estate. And I don't know how many people have come and they're like, Oh, I got this awesome deal. Like, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, well, can you buy it? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, do you have like money saved or do you have good credit? Like, do you have, how are you going to finance this thing? Do you know how to finance it? And they're like, uh, my credit used to be good. I'm like, well, I know that like everybody starts with good credit, like, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, you know what happens because uh, a good deal like that is, is, is stress for one of two reasons. One, it's confidence to close or two, it's speed. If they had time to wait for a full market offer, then you, it's not a good deal in the first place. It's just a deal, you know? And if you haven't prepared those things, you can't do them when the opportunity comes up and then all of a sudden that opportunity goes right by you. And what do you become? Uh, unlucky. Like, no, <laughs> you weren't unlucky, man. You're playing for that. You know? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> and, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> you just said something too about, um, about if you're, this is, I think, one of the other big issues in, in not explaining and not talking about entrepreneurship and money with our kids is that if you don't have your stuff, your money skills aren't up to par, or you don't have your, uh, your financial house in order, like you don't want to, I think most of the time it's because one, we're scared to look in the mirror. Um, but two, uh, you don't want to talk to your kids about it because now you're both looking at yourself in the mirror, right? Now they're looking at them in the mirror with you and you're like, Oh, like, you know, and I think, you know, that that needs to get overcome because your why should be that they aren't there 30 years later looking in the mirror going, I didn't know this stuff. And so you have to make that decision that you want more and better for your kids more than you don't want to get your financial house in order and take the mm -hmm. steps. And I think, and, and you know, way together. Right? Sure. And, and, and it's fun to say that, Oh, we want bigger and better for our kids, but like very rarely will kids outpace mom and dad. I mean, that that's kind of like a rarity in, in, in all aspects of things. Now, now there are some instances for sure, but most people typically maybe will live up to whatever their, their, their parents standard is maybe a little less. And the best thing that we can do to uh, lift our kids is to lift our own game and they'll naturally rise in the wake of that. Yeah. You know what? I love that you said that because um, they want to participate with you too. You know, you talked about like starting a business or a side hustle, right? Like do it with them if they're old enough. You know, I, um, I think that, that one of the things that we project more through their eyes than they through ours. Right. And so we sometimes can say, well, I don't want to do this because they'll know I don't know what I'm doing. They just want to be doing it with you. Right. They just want that presence, that time, like to feel important to you, like that they're helping, you know, like making... I, my eight-year-old, like if, if we make cinnamon buns together, it's like in a magical, like she loves it. You know what I mean? She's like, okay, I'll get the icing, only get the pan. Like it's something so simple, but I'm there with her doing those things. Mm -hmm. And you can do the same thing through a business. It doesn't have to be a massive thing. But well, and, that, and that's what we teach inside of our parenting courses is like, you know, listen, my five-year-old does his own laundry. 
you know, my seven-year-old will make dinner for 10 people and everyone, you know, my six-year-old mows the grass with my eight-year-old and everyone thinks like, oh, that's so crazy. But like children want to fit in and know their place and feel important and have important tasks. Yeah. And anytime you can do that is fantastic, but especially inside of some type of business setting where they're going to continue to learn, uh, you know, life skills um, on handling money and logistics. It's fantastic. Well, as a salesman, you know that your words have power, right? And it's a lot of time in the framework of how the how the things are explained. So if you're there like, ah, hate mowing the grass, you're going to do this one day, you know, and it's like, they're like, ah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. It looks awful. You hate it. I hate it too now, right? Okay. And so, yep. um, you know, it's a lot in the presentation of like, look, this is what you're doing because it's helping our family. It's helping you. This is the results that come out of it. And, that, and that's exactly why, you know, you, you have to be everything you want your kids to be there. You can't go out grumble and complain and then expect them to love it. You know, it just, you have to up your game and parents are in the way of their children being who they want to be. They're their own worst enemy in this regard and level up your game. Look yeah. in the mirror, do what it takes, do what it takes and it will work. And I think a lot of people look at that and go, well, I want to be, a mile away from where I am now, but I, that's a really long way and a lot of work. I don't want to do that. Like, dude, you need to be one step away. I like, just start, just start looking at for small little things. Just start doing something different. And it, what happens is it snowballs and before you know it, you're a mile down the road. You know, you've got to take those baby steps and just start to do this. But if you're listening to this podcast, I, I think you're already taking those steps, right? Like that's, that's the people that are listening to this is that they're already starting to uh, achieve right? And in that direction, they're already on their mile long path. And they're, they're looking and searching because the first thing is realizing a, I need to put better inputs into my head if I want better outputs out of my life. Right? Mm -hmm. It's possible. It's it's possible. Like you said earlier, it's just about persevering. And, and you will you will get there. Um, you know, I, I go I'm in this, um, I'm in a marketing world called click funnels, if anyone ever heard of it. And uh, a funnel hacker, you are? <laughs> yeah. Nice. So have you been to Funnel Hacking Live? I have been to Funnel Hacking Live. Cool. So then you know, so that so they have this award ceremony where if they they call it the two comma club. So if you've earned a million dollars in a business and you go up on stage and you get this big plaque and it's a really neat thing. And um and so, you know, I'm sitting there in the audience, I've been three years in a row now, sitting there in the audience, and I'm like, you know, everyone who's walking across this stage receiving this million dollar award has two things in common. Number one is that they can actually really deliver the goods. Like whatever their business is, they can actually really achieve <clears throat> real hardcore results. Um, they're not just wannabes, they're not just, you know, whatever. And then the second thing is, is that they never quit. No. They, they kept going. That, that, that's it. They didn't, they, and, and maybe a caveat of like, you know, they, they didn't run out of money in the meantime, or, you know, a couple, you know, whatever logisticals in there, but they, they just never quit. And that's what I thought with starting, you know, our baby business. It's like, oh my gosh, we have this skill. Like we have the superpower and it just kind of started happening and started happening. And we're like, oh my gosh, we can really transform people's lives by getting their baby sleeping and their toddlers behavior behaving. Um, we need to do this thing. And if we just don't stop, we're going to make it like yeah. we, we will make it. We will be the foremost leader on parenting. And then we're like, all right, what's next up? Well, we need to write a book. And then our book became a number one best-selling parenting book. And like 
uh, now, now we're on podcasts all over the world. And now we have millions of videos of view, video views all over the internet. And just like, boom, now I'm, now I just book like a speaking gig and like, boom, boom. It's just like, let's just keep going and it will happen. Yeah. That, yeah. That's uh that's awesome. I mean, coming out of funnel hacking live is like, I don't know. I came out of there on fire, like just running. I didn't go the, I didn't make it this year. I had some stuff come up right like a week before I was supposed to get, uh, fly out. And, um, but I was there the year before in Nashville and it was just like, I, I my mind was just blown. Like yeah. I couldn't, the energy came out of there. The speakers that were on there were just like everyone. I was like, this was amazing. Like I've been to a lot of conferences and I like dread them. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I'm not a, cause normally you go, it's a whole, it's like, it's almost like one of those chamber of commerce meetings. Like everyone goes there and then, you know, you're just handing business cards out and like, what do you do? What do you do? You know, it's like, okay, great. Sure. You're walking off. Hold on, hey, live wasn't like that at all. That whole mentality of like, we can all be better. We can all do more. We can all do better. Um, here, here just, just real quick. Let me see where, where, where is he at? <clears throat> there, he, there he is right there in the middle, out, out mowing the grass, <laughs> right in his cheek right there. So <laughs> getting the so, Iowa grass going. See, in Florida, you got to do it at least once a week now. Uh, oh, yeah. Every five days or so during the summertime. And you got to mow it in winter, too. So uh, if, he needs, if he needs a – if he needs What a, opportunity, uh, man. That's an opportunity. That's yeah, year-long income, baby. Down. Send him down. He'd be able to start him off early as a snowbird mowing. Yeah. Be <laughs> <Yeah>, on it. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I love that you started going into the ClickFunnels because, um, you know, I, I got really into the, the – the, people that were there were just the ones that, that really make that whole scenario work, yeah, you know, for sure. You'll hear people, Oh, the software, the software, and it's not really that it's the mindset and the people. And so there's I, better software know, out there than click funnels yeah, all day long. Yeah, I agree. Hey, um, how did you, so how did you guys decide to say, okay, look, this is where we're going to pivot into, um, into a baby business. Like what was, you know I mean? To, to go and say, okay, we're going to write a book. We're going to, new videos we're gonna we're gonna start you know podcasting we're gonna like what was that what was that process like for you well i i i'm half embarrassed to tell this story i gotta be honest because uh it took me years to realize see i didn't so like i i grew up being an entrepreneur and everything but it, it was always like like external starting a business it wasn't so much like what do I have to give the world as opposed to like, Hey, can I go mow lawns? Can I go like do this thing? Can I buy a McDonald's franchise or whatever, you know, outside of something I could create. <laughs> and so like, you know, we got, we started to get baby sleeping through the night and then like we had friends started to ask us like, Hey, how'd you get, can you like, man, can you help me? Like, can you help me? You know? And, and then like, and then like we started getting calls like, uh, yeah, you guys are the people that get babies sleeping through the night. Like, you know, and, and still like years later, years later, it was like, I'm in the, I'm in the click funnels world. Right. And it gave me a new perspective on like, I, I have some type of superpower yeah. within me. I don't, you know, I don't need a McDonald's franchise per se. I have something that I'm good at that I'm uniquely qualified to do that no one else is. And that's when I was really like, it, and it's so funny because, so here's what I did. Um, uh, there's a, there's a guy named Dan Henry who actually just started a podcast. Um, yeah. And he's, he's a guy that started the whole, you know, he was a pioneer in the whole create a Facebook ad agency, you know, run Facebook ads. For other businesses, you can charge a whole bunch of money, do it from your underwear, and you'll make 10 grand a month and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, 
that's what I want to do. That's a great idea. And so I literally hired a mentor. Uh, so we had Annika, our first child, and then like six or seven years goes by. Then I get a hold of ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson. And I hired this guy, you know, because apparently that's what you did. You hired a mentor to help you do things and you pay him a couple grand a month. And that's the way the world works. Great. I'm in. And so my first phone call with this guy, uh, I said, you know, I want to be a Facebook ads guy. And he's like, well, tell me about yourself and this and that. And I'm like, you know, well, we have eight kids and, you know, boy, my, my wife sometimes helps people get babies sleeping through the night. We live in Iowa. He's like, what? And I'm like, what do you mean? What live in Iowa? He's like, no, the baby thing. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, you know how to get babies sleeping through the night and you want to go over here and jack around with running Facebook ads for other companies. <laughs> like, do you know what you could do? And I was like, huh, I never really thought of that. He's like, I, I will not show you how to be a fake. You are starting a baby business. And so I did some research and then, you know, in my brilliance, you know, I, entrepreneurs wives are special people. Right. But I came home and I was like, honey, I got it. And this is the big one for real. You know, like how many times have I ever said that one? Right. And, and I'm but laughing was, because this is, so, I know this story. Like I, oh, I live this story. Like, it's the entrepreneur so story, you know? And, uh, and so, but then I found out what people are charging and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we could do it so much better. And I knew we were the real deal. And it was just like, poof, the rest is history. And, um, yeah, it, it was, it was just crazy. It's crazy. That's so awesome. That's crazy. It's literally like I, I, mine, I walked in at two o'clock in the morning and I told my wife, I said, Hey, I'm quitting my job. I was a v, I was a senior VP in a, in a publicly traded company. And she was like, I, I think I'm quitting my job next week. I had watched six hours straight of Russell Brunson presentations. And I found out about self-liquidating offers. And I was like, cause I've been an internet marketing guy for you know 10 plus years. I'm like a self-liquidating offer. I'm like, every dollar I could put in, I get a dollar back, but I get a customer. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like my brain went crazy. And I, yeah. So I, she was like, okay. I was like, no, do you want to know what I'm going to do? And I was like, she was like, no, like it's like two in the morning. Like just, well, why don't you just quit tomorrow? And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> she was, I was like, I was like, but don't you want to know what I'm going to do? And she was like, no. I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> like you just get so, you know, you get so sold on these, we sell ourselves on these things sometimes so hard, but I was like, it was very eye opening. And then when I went to funnel hacking live, that was my first real experience with anything. And like, I saw all these people who thought like me, I was like, man, I, I don't want to lose this. Like I need these kind of people in my life because I'm going to go home and I'm not going to have anybody to talk to. They're all going to think I'm crazy, you know? And uh, that was kind of what ended up like I, I was using it for my other businesses and I just decided, I'm like, man, I want to have an impact. Like I want to teach parents. And now I've kind of, um, I have a course coming out uh, pretty soon here. It's going to be um, based on these factors, like teaching money, entrepreneurship, and successful mindsets. But it's, it's, it's about more about tying the parents together for leaving part of your legacy. So it's a, it's a roadmap on, um, you know, bringing a, kind of a structured roadmap, a framework, like you mentioned earlier, right? Um, of how to have these discussions one by one with your kids. So there's like a learning session and then there's going to be a, um, you know, an implementation session. And the last part is going to be basically building a company with your kids, you know, and just starting and going. And so um, that's going to be coming out soon. It'll crush it. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about it because it's, it's, I, I think I can help. Right. That's where I'm coming from. If it's not really a monetary thing, but it's like, I think I can help you know? And so 
I don't think that there's a lot of people out there that realize that there are things that they have their superpowers to, that it can be something as small, you know, in your own mind, which you've been through eight kids. So you're like, well, I know how to get babies to sleep. Like I'm good at that, but I could run Facebook ads, which is like a, you know, I have, I have come this close to open an agency like 90 times. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that looks easy. You know? Yeah. People, fight. people don't, they're not able to get out of their own perspective and just see like you, you, you are so uniquely qualified to do like, I mean, there, there are people who make, <clears throat> there are people who make a million dollars. I was just listening to Dan Henry's podcast and he's a click funnels guy. And, and he had this opening. He's like, there are people who make a million dollars a year selling training on how to use Microsoft word and Microsoft Excel. Like there's nothing. And that's part of it. That's back to the equation, right? If you have the right equation and you're good at something and you got a little bit of personality and a little bit of a unique stance, you can do you can pump whatever you love into that and have it create plenty of income. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a, I think that's a great point that we're going to end on, man, because that's uh, I, I completely agree with that. It's that whole thing where people told you, you know um, you know, what is it? Find something you love. You'll never work a day in your life. And I didn't really feel like that was really available until recently. Uh-huh. You know, I think that the internet and the education age that we're in right now has really made that possible. Well, yeah, you you've now you've now seen what that can be the framework that which that could be attached to to make it actually work. You know, yeah. most people don't understand that the the the, the engine to, to harness that to to actually make their dream come true of teaching online violin lessons to to kids all over the world. Um, that's that's how you do it. So if you if you have if you you know check out you know huge plug for Russell Brunson and all of his books, go to dotcom secrets, you know get his book uh, because that will help you give the framework to take your passion and turn it into profit. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> I've had listen. Um, uh, it's been a great conversation, man. Yeah, um, my pleasure. What uh, where can Money Talkers audience uh, find out more about you? Yeah. So um, if you love your kids, you're going to go listen to my podcast at Parenting with the Zoods podcast uh, and, uh, and check that out. I mean, seriously, like in 10 seconds, invest in your family, invest in your children. It's the best, most important investment you can make. Like I will transform your life and it will cost you less than a dollar a day. And you, you seriously just, if, if you don't invest a little bit amount of money into your family, it ain't going to happen. Just like if you don't invest in your business, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have intention. Right. And, uh, and that intention is where the, uh, the results come out of. It's kind of like we talked about earlier, you know, preparation, uh, meets opportunity that you're lucky. Well, it's your job to do the preparation with the kids. Right. And then they're going to have opportunities and then they're going to get, they're going to see those opportunities and be able to take them younger in life than other, uh, than I was or other people. And they're going to have more time to build, because they're going to have those things and they're going to come out as lucky kids. All right. So on that note, um, listen, man, thanks again for coming on the money talkers. I really appreciate talking with you. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of money talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram, at The Money Talkers, for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing 
you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.